listening to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. We interview the world's most fulfilled people to share with you the strategies, techniques, and ideas that can help you master your own art of fulfillment. Life isn't about external success. It's all about fulfillment. Or in other words, how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's your host Joe Corsione here on the Art of Fulfillment podcast and uh, we're actually joined by a, uh, a special guest here, someone who's been on the podcast before, good friend of mine. He's the host of the podcast Peak Perspective, which I totally think you guys should check out because it's really good and really insightful. Um, and he's also the co-host of Be The Leader podcast with Jeremiah Salvin, also a former guest on the show, which <laughs> you should check that one out as well. And the person who I'm referring to is no other than the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Phillips. How's it going, Justin? Yes. I was coined the pod father today on Be the, the Leader. That's, <laughs> that's, my, that's my new, well, actually, I was, I was coined the, uh, the god of podcasting, and then I turned it into the pod father. So Dude, I'm the, love that. the self-proclaimed, I don't know. I, I also argued with Jeremiah that I, I might have to give John Lee Dumas credit for being the godfather of podcasting, mm. but... I'm the pod father. I'm claiming it. John Lee Dumas can come and fight me about it. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's the way that it's going to go. But no, seriously, I'm really happy to be here. I've recorded a lot of podcasts today alone and yesterday, and this is just what I do, though. So I'm bringing the fire. Like I yes, that's why I had you on. I knew you'd bring the fire. It's going to be a good conversation here because, uh, you know, I was kind of thinking about what kind of episode to do for this. And I always have a lot of guests on like yourself and many other people. Yeah. And we talk about the aspects of fulfillment, but I had never had an ep episode where I've actually talked about like what actually creates a fulfilling life. And obviously this is the art of fulfillment. It's not a science. There's no like methodology to fulfillment. It's different to everybody. But um, being that way, I wanted to bring in someone else to match my views or counteract my views on fulfillment and just kind of talks about, you know, what really creates a fulfilling life. And so I guess I'll, I'll kick it off to you to begin and, and just kind of like fulfillment, like when fulfillment, I guess, just comes to your mind, like, what do you think? And for you, I guess, just what, what are the most fulfilling things like? In yeah. Your life? So I'm going to start with this. Fulfillment is kind of something that's a little bit buzzy. Now you hear people talk about fulfillment a lot. It's like, don't chase happiness, chase fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And I think we get those buzzwords from things that we really have trouble defining. Mm -hmm. I think that's why they get talked about so much because if it's just clear cut and obvious and it's like, oh, we know what that is, then why the fuck would we talk about it? So um, it, it is something I think about a lot. I think about what really fulfills me, what's the difference between fulfillment and happiness, what's the difference between fulfillment and success, what's the difference between happiness and success, you know, so on and so forth. So I, I think what makes fulfillment what it is, is the fact that nobody really knows how to get there mm. or the idea that we don't ever actually get there. It's just something that we pursue and not something that we ever achieve. You know, it's, it's, actually, it's actually like God in that sense, mm. uh, not to jump into that, you know, <laughs> conversation too quickly, but um, I, it's actually at the top of my mind because I'm in a religious studies course this semester at college and we're reading a book called A Quest for the Living God. And like the whole first chapter of the book is about how we can't actually ever reach God. We can't comprehend God. Like humans just don't have the capacity to do it. 
and but it's it's about that quest to get there i feel like we do the same thing with fulfillment like it's about getting to fulfillment but fulfillment is like the horizon you know you can always be moving towards it but the more you move towards it you never you never catch the horizon you know it just mm-hmm. keeps kind of going with you it's like when you're a kid in the car and you're like racing the moon and the moon never actually goes away and you're like yeah exactly that kind of no, that's what that's- i think about when i think about fulfillment yeah and that's a that's a really good point like for me and i and i think fulfillment really isn't something that like you know you're gonna reach this point of like like you know and again i don't mean to tie it back to religion but like for like buddhism right like the whole kind of thing about buddhism is like you reach enlightenment and then you're like enlightened for the rest of your life but i think that fulfillment is something that no one really gets fulfilled for the rest of their life but it's exactly. fulfillment is kind of found in the pursuit of fulfillment it's kind of like a paradox right well, it's, it's also similar to fitness right like you don't yeah. just become fit and then you're fit for the rest of your life because if you let it go you're yes you know you're you're gonna lose it eventually fulfillment works the same way maybe you get to a point you know maybe if i ask someone someone on the planet right now probably feels fulfilled Right. But if they stop doing the things that they need to do to be that way tomorrow, then they're going to eventually become unfulfilled. So it's just, it's not something that you can just get there and you're like, okay, I'm set for life. You know, right. like you've got to, you've got to keep moving after it. Exactly. And I, and I always like to see fulfillment in that same way of like, you need to, you need to maintain those things, right? It's just like the muscles, right? If you're not working it out, it's going to go away. But also too, like when I look at something as fulfillment and you know, as we kind of talked about in our prior conversation, I think on your podcast where I said, and I, you know, start the show also too with it is that fulfillment is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And I see it more so as like you find fulfillment through the process as opposed to the actual outcome. Right. I love, Mm -hmm. I love that notion because there's been many times in my life and I'm sure you can attest where like you reach a goal that you've been striving for for so long and it feels fucking great for like, you know, a day, two days, maybe even a week, maybe even a month. But then after that, you're always like, what's the next thing? Or like, eh, like mm-hmm. I kind of want some more. And, and not to say that, you know, striving is a bad thing. I think like having some desire in your life is right. But because we always have that moving target of fulfillment, we got to learn how to find fulfillment in the actual process of finding fulfillment, right? Of finding right. the things that we want in our lives. Like, what do you enjoy doing on a day-to-day basis? Do you like falling on your face? Do you like learning? Do you like improving your skill set? I think more so the focus has to be around the process as opposed to the outcome. And once you can find something that is not just an exciting goal, but a goal that you'll actually enjoy the day-to-day grind of, I think you're on the right path to fulfillment. And I think that's ubiquitous on most people. Yeah, that's such a weird... I mean, it's it's very catchy now, too, to be talking about, like, loving the process and that right. kind of thing. But it, those things become catchy because there's truth to them. And the other weird thing I think about fulfillment, though, where I would actually separate it from my God analogy that I used before is that I think you do have to, in order for a process to be a process, there has to be an end point, which is where I argue with my professor about God, because in that book that we're reading, it's literally just saying we cannot get there, like we're not going to get there. Mm-hmm. So on the, on the first day of class, I like raised my hand. And I was like, why are we trying when we're literally telling ourselves we can't? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to say, I don't want to keep saying that fulfillment can never be reached necessarily, but it, it's, it's, it's kind of this weird relationship where you're not going to get it unless you get it through the right channels or if you get it through the right process of getting there. And the process is part of the end result. You know, it's not just the end result. I was yes. going to go somewhere else with that too. But um, 
I think if we're, you know, if we're trying to answer the question, you know, what makes a fulfilling life? I think the easiest place to start is to ask ourselves or really uh, clarify and point out what doesn't make a fulfilling life Mm -hmm. and all of the misconceptions that people have about happiness being fulfillment and money being fulfillment and success being fulfillment and a relationship being fulfillment and all of these other things we're like kind of taught to go after you know as we're growing up being fulfillment and they're just not and it's like why aren't they is it a culmination of them still not really so it's a very Mm -hmm. fuzzy very fuzzy area to try to kind of explore but that's what makes the exploration fun Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it is very, very good to, to note those two distinct differences. And I know that you and I, we have talked about in the past, what's the difference between happiness and fulfillment? There is a stark difference for sure. I think I said along the lines of like happiness is like very short term while and fleeting while fulfillment is very long term. And I kind of want to just go a little deeper into that by saying that I, and this is something that I know from a lot of people talking to me and even my own prior experience of like what I wanted to do in life. I think people take the idea of fulfillment as something of this notion of like, like, let me give an example. Someone is like, I want to quit my job. I want to start my own business. And I want to have this like financial freedom, right? To do whatever the fuck I want, like whenever I want to, to have, you know, be able to go out on the beach and do all those things and basically be surrounded in just utmost pleasure. Right. But most of the times in life, if you really think about it, usually the things that are most pleasurable aren't great for you if you keep doing it on a day-to-day basis, right? Like if you have too much of that pleasure, you're going to get complacent. You're not even, you're going to get complacent. You're going to get bored. You're going to get like, you're not going to get challenged because I think the difference between pleasure and fulfillment is that like fulfillment, it hits like this deeper core where, you know, you just feel just really, really good about yourself. Well, pleasure is like, you just feel good and if it's fleeting but at the same time like too much of it can get like sickening and it can get you into a place of stagnant and everything like that and why do i think that's bad i think it's bad because i believe fulfillment comes from struggle it comes from facing adversity it comes from becoming someone who you're not in this moment and overcoming all the obstacles that really you have to jump through to get there And that's why I think that pleasure isn't something that you should be seeking for in life because it's in the struggle, it's in the adversity, it's in the hardship where you find the fulfillment because you get better, because you fall on your face, because you build confidence around yourself and you're like, I can fucking handle whatever life throws at me. And I want to let you jump in and kind of hear your perspective on that because I can go on and on about it. But (laughs) bottom line is my point is, is like, don't shoot for pleasure shoot for fulfillment. And that means shooting for doing the hard things, shooting for adversity, shooting for the things that are going to make you uncomfortable as opposed to just having this, I'm going to be pleasurable or I'm going to be surrounded by pleasure for the rest of my life. Well, it's weird and pretty unhelpful what I'm about to say, but I think it's a matter of actually figuring out what it is that fulfills you. And I think here's the problem. The problem is this is like, and, and this is kind of part of what you said um, I'm going to pull out of there though, is that, is this idea that fulfillment is a good feeling. Yep. I, I don't know if we should use that as a premise because has anyone ever really determined that being fulfilled means that you feel good? I think if you're fulfilled, you're, you're probably so invested into something, you know, mm-hmm. um, for a lot of people that we both follow, it is their business or the mission of their business rather. Mm-hmm. And if you're that, if you care that much about 
what you do or who you are or why you do it or all of the above, then you're sure as hell not going to feel good all the time. Mm -hmm. You're going to be really pissed off some days. You're going to be really depressed some days. You're, you're going to feel all sorts of things, but you can still be fulfilled at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, as being depressed. I don't think the two are necessarily, you know, I don't think they're mutually exclusive necessarily because if you're still doing your job or maybe, you know, because the reason someone gets pissed off like that, like I'm going to use Andy Frisella as an example, because he's always the first guy that comes to my mind. But if he's, you know, he obviously really gives a shit about his company and his employees and his customers and literally everyone, you know, because he has this mission of helping people that genuinely struggle with their fitness, with their body, with their physical abilities, whatever, of helping them get to a better state, you know, and that I think I, if I had to guess what fulfills him, I think it's that. I think it's helping yep. people fix their fucking lives on such like a, such a tangible level that you can see, you know, when they get into shape and stuff like that. And I, I know from listening to him that if he failed at helping one of his customers get to where they want to go, basically, or especially someone that's even you know, more involved in first form than just a customer, like one of his legionnaires or all these other fucking people he has. I don't even know what they're called. But like, if one of them really starts to fail, like that'll get him down, you know? And those are probably the types of things that make him get pissed off and get angry and stuff like that. But you could get him in one of those pissed off kind of moments or something of that nature. And he would probably still say that he's fulfilled or at least as fulfilled as he's gonna get you know because he's still doing and he's still after that mission that he mm. set out on so i i guess that that's the way that it works i guess that's what people really need to start looking for and people need to i mean i'll turn this i'll shamelessly start advertising my own podcast here but <laughs> no what what peak perspective is all about to me is like i truly 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 believe that we have nearly lost the ability as people to think for ourselves and we just yeah. get fed shit consciously and subconsciously and unconsciously our entire lives. So we grow up with this idea of it's, it's very matrix esque the way that I think about it yes. is that, like, we just, we see this reality and frankly, it's not fucking reality yes. and people just need to learn how to think for themselves and how to make their own decisions. And some people just don't even know what that means. I used to tell people that some of my friends, some of my ex-girlfriends about this, I'd bring this up with them because they'd come to me looking for answers for shit all the time. And I'd be like, this is a decision you need to make for yourself. And they'd mm -hmm. be like, I know I'm just trying to make an informed decision by asking people. And I'm like, you clearly missed the fucking point. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the point I'm trying to tell you is like, it, it doesn't matter what I say. You need to figure it out for yourself. Right. So with fulfillment, it's the same thing. Like you need to figure out what fulfills you. I can't, I sure as fuck can't tell you what fulfills you. Even if I can see it from the outside, you know, or like I just said about Andy Frisella, I am guessing that's what fulfills him. But for all I fucking know, I don't know, his dogs fulfill him. I don't, I don't know what it is, you know, because I'm not in his body and I can't feel the things that he feels. And mm -hmm. some of us struggle to realize those things on our own, but we grow up kind of being fed, you know, that it's money or that it's yes. the fame or that it's this, that, and the other. And I can tell you firsthand, I know everybody, everybody's heard it everywhere before, but the money is not it. It is no. never it. You, know, yeah. you will not find fulfillment in the bottom of a transaction. You will not find fulfillment in your bank account. 
I do believe that in often cases that it's a byproduct of finding that thing. Because if you find what fulfills you, you're going to fucking get after it and become successful in it. And then money will be a byproduct of that. So absolutely, I'm far from being someone that's, that's like, oh, material things don't matter in life or, you know, well, there's more to life than money or shit like that. Like money is awesome. I love it. Um, I'm a financial planning guy as far as your financial planning kind of guy too, aren't you? Isn't that what you I do? I guess you could say that, yes. <laughs> financial, something finance. But um, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just what, what is it? What isn't it? Nobody really knows what it is. I can tell you it's not money. I can tell you it's not necessarily happiness. It's yeah. something else. And you got to find that for yourself. I can't right. tell you what it is. Yeah. And there's so many good things that I definitely want to pull from there is like, I think the first point that you kind of laid up is that the journey of doing the things that fulfill you doesn't necessarily mean like you're happy every single day. Like if it's something that fulfills you, likely it's something that's going to be hard and something that you're, it's like into kind of merge it with your question of like what fulfills you, right? Like finding what fulfills you. I think the two relate because a lot of people ask me, they're like, well, I don't know what the fuck fulfills me. How do I find out what fulfills me? The first question I like to ask is like, what are you willing? And it's extreme. And I know it's kind of cheesy, but again, right? Like the things that are catchy and cheesy and said over times, they're all contrived. It's like, what the fuck would you be willing to die for? Like, what is something that you'd be willing to do, even though it's hard as fuck, right? Like, like, let's just like, for Andy Versella, what he's doing is not easy. Building that giant supplement company, doing Aria Syndicate, <laughs> yeah. doing the, the podcast, everything that that guy's doing, that is not easy. And I know he's posted days where he's like, man, I just feel broken. I feel tired. I feel beaten down. And he's doing two works out today, doing 75 hard, all that shit. He's yeah. beaten down, but he's probably fulfilled. And that's the point that I want to get at is like saying like, what are you willing to die for? What are you willing to go through the shit for? The way that Mark Manson says it in his, in his book, um, I forgot which one. It's not subtle art or giving a, giving a fuck. It's whatever the new one is. Um, yeah. I forgot I mean, the title's passing, but he says, yeah. what is the shit sandwich that you want to eat? Oh, yeah. I, and, and I love that because it's saying like life's not all roses, especially the path that you want to go for. Because I think when you go towards something you are willing to die for, even in the moments of your darkest despair, you're going to feel fulfilled. And that is amazing. Like that is amazing. And what's even more amazing is when you overcome those moments that are dark and depressing and, and you feel like you're going to give up and everyone's just saying, fuck you, you're stupid. And you overcome that to get what you want. That level of fulfillment just grows and grows even more. And you don't even care how dark it is because you know that you're winning based on your internal metrics. And I absolutely love that point. And to kind of also marry it on to another point that you said is that, and I recently, the last episode that I did was all about how to escape the matrix. And you said it, it's like people are <laughs> in the matrix. They're, they grow up in these belief systems. It's saying like, why don't people pursue the path of fulfillment? And I agree. It's because they're conditioned based on their yeah. environment, their parents, their friends, culture, TV, to live a certain way. Like they get told, don't go this path of entrepreneurship because it's too risky. You're going to fail. Like your uncle did it and he's failing and he's miserable. So that means that it's going to be the same way for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you want to do that profession? There's no money in there. So don't chase it, right? We get all these conditionings and we see them as truth, but they're not. And uh, Busy Gold, who's a person I work with, who I think she's awesome, she relates it to, we're just looking at the world through a certain set of lens in our glasses mm-hmm. that are shaped by our childhood experiences and what we've been told. 
All we need to do is learn how to take those fucking glasses off and see objective reality for what it is <laughs> and really ask ourselves, is this thing true or is it a pattern of my conditioning? And then mostly mm-hmm. you really got to ask, is this thing serving me? And more times than not, it's not, right? Like we don't yeah. think we're good enough. We don't think, you know, we're going to be accepted by people. And that's why we don't pursue the fulfillment. We don't pursue those dangerous things because we have these negative beliefs about ourselves. But once we get through those negative beliefs, not only do we feel fulfilled in that process, but we have the courage and the commitment and the resolve to go forward towards that thing they're going to be dying for. So for those of you listening right now who just listened to that, that really long mm-hmm. rant, if you're just wondering what the hell do I do to gain fulfillment in life? It's simple. What are you willing to fucking die for? What shit sandwich are you willing to eat every single day? And then whatever that thing is, go and do it because you're going to find fulfillment even in the darkest hours. Okay, first of all, I really love that you brought up that uh, analogy of taking off the glasses and looking through a lens and shit like that because, a uh, fun story, when we first started Peak Perspective, the original name of the podcast was going to be called Beyond the Lens, and that oh, was wow. the whole entire, like, it was the same spiel behind it. It was <laughs> like, take off the glasses, look. So that was initially going to be the name of it, but that was already taken or some shit. I don't know. I don't remember why we didn't do that. But... um. Dude, what you're talking about is absolutely right. And um, The Matrix is like my new thing. We keep bringing that up too. I never actually saw them. I, I saw The Matrix like two weeks ago for the first time. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. And I, I, was, I was starting to get obsessed with it before I watched it, which is why I finally had to watch it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Tom Billu also has the whole yes. mission of pulling people out of The Matrix. And I, ju- I just love that analogy though, because it, it, that's what it is. Like, I love The Matrix, and I, I even went into my Instagram bio and put, like, red pill in my bio because mm-hmm. I'm a red pill kind of guy. But anyway, it's just – another thing that people need to understand is when we're saying this stuff, like, you were taught not to do entrepreneurship. You're, we're not saying you were literally, like, sat down at the kitchen table, like, when you were younger and your dad was like, don't be an entrepreneur, but we kind of get conditioned through – all sorts of different areas of life to not take risk and to to do all these kind of other more subtle things that we're told to not do that tell us when we grow up, we're like, you know, okay, this is a bad idea. Okay. This person did it and failed. So that means maybe I shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes that's a good way to judge things. Sometimes it's not, there's no surefire way of knowing if there was a surefire way of knowing we wouldn't be able to have cool conversations like this because everybody would just know everything. And frankly, right. that would probably be the worst world to ever live in. It would. So, um, but a lot of these things just keep coming full circle today. Uh, earlier today, I was recording an episode of Be the Leader with Jeremiah. And something else you're talking a, a, a lot about is this idea of like, what are you willing to die for? Is that, mm-hmm. is that the way you put it? Right. Yeah. Yep. And so earlier today, we did an episode that wasn't necessarily on this, but something that came up during the episode, if you want to know what was actually on, go check out Be The Leader. It's on everything, so there you go. And um, <laughs> it was, uh, but he was talking about the difference between something that you're interested in and something that you are committed to. Mm. And I keep thinking about okay. that now when you say that, you know, what's going to fulfill you is inevitably going to be something that you are committed to. It's yes. going to be something that you are going to make happen and whatever stands in between you and that thing you're gonna fucking do it okay you might not know what it is right now it might come out and surprise you You might be like holy shit but there's a huge 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 difference between being interested in a goal we were talking about goals being interested in a goal and being 
committed to that goal. So right. start finding the things in life that you're committed to, and that's going to be another step in the right direction for you to find fulfillment. Yeah, no, I agree. I love that analogy, man. It's so true. And, and I think it, it, it's interesting because I've been thinking about a very same concept, like what, what gets people to follow through and then like what gets people, what, yeah. what makes people not follow through. And I think like when you commit to something to kind of add to it, you make it like a part of your identity, right? Because here's, mm-hmm. here's a thought I've been having for literally the past two weeks. It's like vegetarians don't cheat on their vegetarian diet. They don't. They don't fucking cheat. Do you know why I believe it is? That's a good point. Think about it. When you ask someone who's doing a keto diet, they say, I'm doing the keto diet or I'm doing paleo or I'm not eating red meat. But then you go to a vegetarian. What do they say? I am a vegetarian. I am a vegetarian. So they literally make it a part of the, yeah, they make it a part (laughs) of their identity. And like same with vegans. I am a vegan. You never see them cheat because that's a part of their identity. And people humans, I should say, one of the biggest driving forces is to stay aligned with your identity. Mm -hmm. So I think like when you're committed to something, you almost make it like a part of your identity. Like Jeremiah, he's committed to being a leader. Like he is a leader. He's not, (laughs) oh, I teach leadership. No, it's I am a leader and he's going to do whatever it takes to, I am a higher performer, right? Like it's, it's not like I like high performance or I do high performance. It's like (laughs) I am. And I think that's, a big thing that's going to get someone from the space of interested to committed is if you like really make it a part of your identity. Um, and then there might be some things like in people that they already identify with that they're not enhancing, right? Like for example, like I had, you know, I was talking with someone who I was coaching and they said, you know, oh, I am a real funny guy. And I was like, interesting. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're a real funny guy. Like, so you enjoy like making people laugh and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, I do. And I was like, oh, have you ever like thought about doing a career in comedy? He's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. But then it kind of went back to the same kind of conversation. Yeah. Like, oh, my parents say this. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Besides the point. But anyways, he was saying, I am a funny guy. And he was willing to entertain the idea of becoming a comedian. And he was like, you know, like you can sense that yeah. if he is identified with that, he's going to be committed with it. Obviously, he needed to get through his negative beliefs, which I helped him get through. But after that moment, like he's been writing jokes every day, testing out jokes and doing all this stuff. And it's a commitment. It's not an interest. And one of the questions that I get asked a lot is like, if, can I turn an interest into a commitment? And my perspective on that is yes, I think you can. Because I believe, and I've done a whole episode on this, is that passion is something that is cultivated and created. It's not something that's mm-hmm. like innately in you. Like it's not something where you're doing this archaeological dig of like, what do I right. really love and all that stuff. It's when you think about all the people who are really passionate about it, it usually started with the spark of interest. Like for me, for personal development, like, you know, I obviously like I'm at a point where I'm at a coach now and that's my passion, but that was built. Like, honestly, someone suggested to me, you should be a coach. And I was like, eh, like, seems kind of interesting. Fuck it, whatever. And then I noticed, and like, here's the process in like a smart, like a little small condensed version is that like, it interests me, had a little bit of interest. I kept engaging with that thing, found that that thing gave me more energy than it took away from me, kept going, kept going, kept getting better and better until it eventually became a burning commitment, a burning desire. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, this is it. I'm fucking committed. I'm going to go for it. So a little bit of a tangent there, but I mean, I just wanted to kind of reinforce your amazing- That's a really good tangent to go on. You know? I think uh, I I agree with you. First of all, to answer the question, uh, fuck, what was the question? Can you turn an interest into 
a passion, essentially. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think we're born with like these innate things. Like this is my passion and then we're supposed to spend our whole life trying to fucking find it. It's like make something your passion. Take your interests and go with them until they can't stop. Yeah. You know, until you can't do anymore. And sometimes you get in real fucking deep with that. Take me and my story with music, for example. You know, mm -hmm. I was never really that into music. Um, actually, my parents semi-forced me to take piano lessons when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I did not like that. So I kind of got out of it. I was in band in middle school because you had to be. And I played the trumpet and I didn't give a fuck about that. Mm -hmm. And like your classic middle school boy, I was like, I want to be a drummer. And then so I kind of went after that in high school. And then once I got onto the drum line, I fell in love with music after that. And from ninth to 12th grade, that was when I, you know, that's that age where you're supposed supposed to be like deciding what you want to do with the rest of your life shit like that fucking crazy ninth to 12th grade i was committed to being a music teacher i was like that's what i'm gonna fucking do you know my senior year of high school we had like i don't know seven eight nine class periods something like that i spent more than three quarters of them in the band room because that was just all i fucking wanted to do and i had all my other credits done and shit and it was just you know and i ended up going to but it's like i went from you know i quit those piano lessons as a kid after like I don't even know if I did them for a full year I, I I was so young I don't remember how long I did them for but then my senior year of high school I went to uh you know I started doing competitive band and competitive orchestra and I made it to northeast region band and orchestra which is like top northeast region orchestra for me I live in Pennsylvania by the way so northeastern region of Pennsylvania um orchestra is like the top four percussionists in Oh, shit. The region, you wow. know, and three of them were all kids that went to my high school. Uh, wait, Jesus. yeah. Yeah, so, we, I mean, first of all, we had a ridiculously fucking good program. It's like, <laughs> like that's like, that's over 100 schools competing right. for the top four spots, and three of us were from my high school. So Fuck. that says something about our teacher, though, too. She was awesome. But I'm just saying, like, that passion, you know, really got into me. And another thing that can make a huge difference Jeremiah will be so proud of me for representing on this, uh, on this podcast. But another thing can, that can make a huge difference is if you have a good leader in that thing. That's actually why I don't do music anymore is because I think a big part of the reason I got so into it in high school was because my teacher was so great and she was our, like, our best friend. She was everybody's best friend. Like She was just really good at being a teacher. Mm -hmm. And then I got into high school, or, and then I got into high school, and then I got into college and I was, I was doing percussion. I had the top talent scholarship that my college awarded, all that good stuff. And I quit after a month. And they're like, why are you quitting? And I was like, I don't like the teachers here. I really don't. It was a very perfectionist music program. And looking back, I, I will be the first to admit that I was also kind of a little jackass about the whole situation and that those teachers are actually the type that like they're hell when you're going through them. But then you look back and realize that they taught you some really fucking important lessons that you yeah. just don't pick up on at the time yeah but anyway my point being that like the, the total change in leadership totally changed mm. how committed i was to music you know what i mean and then i you know fast forward four years and i'm in financial planning and podcasting and all this other crazy stuff that i would never have imagined i'd be doing and i know that's the other story you hear from like all of your dads and dad's friends at the barbecues at fourth of july it's like i never thought i'd be seeing myself doing this but seriously that's the fucking way it goes so i don't know what else to tell you you know and podcasting is an example for me too of an interest yeah. that turned into a passion i just 
I just think that that's that's the way it goes. I it, I didn't like get struck with lightning through the sunroof of my car one day. I was like podcasting. Right. Wow. I was like, like you know, I got I got in this course that said, hey, create content every day for a year, and I was like, fuck. And then I was like, podcasting sounds <laughs> like the sounds like the way to go. Not really, but I don't want to blog or live stream. So what other options do I have? And then I did it, and I just fucking fell in love with it. And you did it every day. And I did every it every day because I committed to it. Right. You, you know, committed to it. You know, I said, I'm going to do this every day, whether I like it or not, I'm going to do it every day. You almost have to make the commitment before you know that it's a commitment, yes. which is kind of weird in order for it to become a passion. Yes. And going back to what we said earlier, you know, there were days that I did not fucking want to do the podcast when I was doing right. JRP Daily. There are still days like that now, and I don't do it every day anymore, but there are also days like today where this is the third podcast I'm recording today and none of those three were even my own. So you know, <laughs> I did my, I did my own yesterday. So, and then now I'm going to have to edit like four of them tomorrow. So, well, you don't have to edit this one. So don't, you know, yeah, there we go. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I think that raises a great point. Um, you know, I love how you shared your journey about music. I actually did not know the, that was the reason why you quit. I remember we talked about. Well, this. there are a lot of reasons. I'm sure. I'm sure. But but it definitely makes a difference, I guess, from the from the person that you're learning from. Um, but yeah, I mean, same with me, man. Like I was on Wall Street and I was hell bent on being a hedge fund manager. Like I wanted to own a hedge fund. Like I like literally just wanted to become hell bent on you know being the best stock investor who ever lived. Um, but solely because I wanted a bunch of money. Um, and I guess that's a whole different <laughs> different thing. But like at the time, I was. I was really committed to it. You know, I was looking at stocks every day, trying to hone my skills, doing all those things. And that eventually like got me really passionate about it. It was just only when that, you know, for whole different other reasons. And I explained this, you know, in one of my prior podcast episodes is that like, I realized I was chasing a, a never ending tail that wasn't going to lead to fulfillment. It was just going to lead to massive riches, which honestly, like not a terrible thing, but not a fulfillment. <laughs> um, but one thing that I thought was, was really interesting from what you said um, is that it can be really fulfilling to have a leader in your space who ultimately can help guide you towards the path to the thing that you want to do and can teach you. Um, because I think, especially when you're a young age, like myself and you right now, who, you know, we, we have our whole lives ahead of us, hopefully knock on wood. Um, <laughs> Well, but, we do. We just don't know how long that is. <laughs> that's true. That's true. My whole life could be tomorrow. I, I mean, know. Be fucking real. coronavirus, right? But uh, <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're getting those keywords in the transcripts. So exactly. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, but my, my point is, I was like, there, I feel like a fulfilling part of life is learning, at least for me. Like oh, I love fuck, yes. learning. And I, I think that's one of the reasons, and, and I think that's kind of what you're getting at when you're saying you can, when you have a teacher that's really, really good in the space that you want to be very good at or what you're passionate about or what you're fulfilling at, it's that process of learning that I just think is so fulfilling. Like I love like the process of taking new information, applying it to my life, seeing the results. And I don't give a fuck of whether or not it goes right or goes wrong because either way, like if it goes wrong, I fucking learned something that that didn't work. I need to get better. And if it does work, then that's just fucking awesome because it got me the result that I wanted. But that whole process is just amazing. And, and like, think about most kids, like most kids, like they're so curious, right? 
we're always so curious, like flipping switches, seeing yeah. what they do, like yeah. pulling, you know, like the, the fucking blinds off the fucking wall yeah. and seeing like what happens after that. Like, <laughs> it's not supposed and, to stop when you're not a kid anymore. Right. Exactly. That shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess I'm not going to invite you over my apartment anytime soon. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think learning is something that innately all in us. And again, like, you know, how much of it is innately in us. I think it's different than passion, but I think there is an inclination for most people. That's like that when you adapt and evolve through learning mm. that in itself is a fulfilling process. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Oh, I 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking nerd when it comes to learning literally anything. It's actually become a huge problem for me in the exact area that we're talking about because mm. It's been it's been hard for me to find things that I'm passionate about because I get interested in goddamn everything. I think we talk literally about this, anything. Yeah, yeah I, I, well, I talk about it with a lot of people because it's a serious problem. I was also talking earlier today about how I I I've always had this thing where I get obsessed with everything too. Yes. You know, it's like I it's like I pick a thing and then I become obsessed with it for a week or for a month and I learn everything about it and then I move on to the next thing and it's like right. what the fuck ever. You know, I, I was always that. I don't say this to really gloat about myself. Some people might not quite agree, but I was always kind of that kid in my friend group too that just always seemed to be a little bit above average, like good at everything. Mm. And I always attributed it to that reason. It's because when I learned about something, like when something was put in front of me, I wanted to fucking figure it out. I was never a person that was just like, I don't need to know how to do this. You know, I don't, I don't need to know how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Like the first time I had a Rubik's Cube in my fucking hand, I was like, I'm going to figure out how to solve this shit, you know? And now I know how to solve a Rubik's Cube, you know? And I can do all sorts of things like that. I, I know how to juggle just because my dad bought juggling balls at like a flea market one time when I was a kid. And I was like, well, now I have to learn how to juggle. Right, you know, right. like I have to do, I, I, I just, I do, I do all this shit and I just get good at it because one, I just refuse to be bad at things. I'm fine with being like mediocre at things, you know what I mean? Because there are, so I, I get that I just don't have the talent to be thing, but like I want to get to that best of my ability at literally everything. You know, I have an ex-girlfriend that used to hate me for this because she introduced me to ice skating. And like by the second time we went out ice skating, she had been ice skating like her whole life and I didn't go once until I was 18. And by like the second time we went out ice skating together, I was a lot better at it than she was <laughs> because I was just like, I was like, I, I, I went home and watched 2 million YouTube videos on how to do this the right way because that's just what I do when I get into shit. That's how I run my podcast. You know, that's, I've, I've learned everything about audio editing that I know, everything about video editing that I know, everything about podcasting that I know from the internet, you know, and we have, I, I know this took a whole fucking turn off of fulfillment, but I have a plan to get it back, I promise. But um, just the fact that we have the internet, you know, makes it so easy to learn anything and makes it easier and harder at the same time to find these things we're passionate about and to find these things committed that we're committed to because it gives us access to it. That's how it makes it easier, but it also just overloads us with a bunch of bullshit that we probably don't need to be getting into. So absolutely matter of that. But um, speaking of the learning, here's how I'm going to tie it back in. Um, I've been watching a lot of TED Talks again lately. And I actually, uh, here's how my day went today. I spent almost two, two and a half hours recording podcast with uh, Jeremiah, who is getting a lot of love in this episode. Jesus. Yeah. And um, yeah, you should be paying you for this show. Huh? And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to invoice him right after this episode, yeah. like advertising fees <laughs> and see what he does. But um, 
no. So I did that. I went I, and I ate food. I came back and I watched a TED talk on uh, basically the topic we're talking about, which is what makes a fulfilling life. And I'll get oh, into no that shit. in a second. Okay. Yeah. So I bring this up because I'm always learning and, you know, have, I, I, I just always am, you know, I turn my PlayStation on to watch shit, you know, learning shit out there. You know, I don't watch Netflix or Hulu or any of that. I watch YouTube and I watch podcasts and I watch documentaries every once in a while. If I am on Netflix or Disney, you can probably bet that I'm watching something nerdy. But um, yeah, I was watching this uh, a TED talk about uh, it was called, it, the title stood out to me, which is a good tactic, by the way, if you're trying to grow on YouTube. And um, I, I am I, trying to grow on YouTube. I was I was watching one that said I forget exactly what the title was, but it was basically like there's more to life than happiness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting because usually people are saying there's more to life than money. And usually the more to life is happiness. But yeah, right. like, there's more to life than happiness. So I was like, okay. And uh, that, that's essentially what they're talking about. They're talking about fulfillment. They're talking specifically about meaning, which is kind of synonymous with fulfillment. But um, I, agree. I wish I remember the lady's name because I have a huge pet peeve for when people say stuff like this and then don't remember the name of the person. I, I will find this because I right want to get this person on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a good way to find podcasts, guys. Just find yeah. kind of smaller TEDx videos and go for it. But um, she broke it down into the four pillars of meaning, and I thought that these were all brilliant. And um, we've already kind of talked about all four, but the first pillar was belonging, mm-hmm. which I think that ties into the idea of like having this leader or having someone else kind of with you that gives you that sense of belonging it's like okay other people do this you know and it also helps you feel valued for who you actually are and i think that's mm-hmm. a big part of fulfillment and i think that's a big part of fulfillment that some people don't get even if they find that thing that they're insanely passionate about because if people aren't on board with it they feel they feel some sort of misalignment with their identity and they don't feel like they're being valued for who they are yes. or some people might get valued for what they do or might some people might get value for what they can do, but mm-hmm. it's a matter of being valued for who you are. You know, that's the bottom line. The second pillar was um, purpose. And I know you'll agree with this. I know I've heard you talk about this before, but mainly the difference or the, uh, the key thing being with purpose is that happiness is more so about happiness, I think, is defined by a lot of scientists as um, a state or ease, you know, at any given moment in, t- in time. And purpose on the flip side is using your strengths to benefit what goes beyond, you know, something bigger than yourself, Yeah. which is another one of those things that you hear all the time now, but it's about being able to really go beyond you, which ties back into that second part of what we were talking about in this podcast, you know, is like you can still be down on certain days. You can still be depressed on certain days, but your fulfillment has a huge part to do with everything that like the bigger picture, everything that's bigger than you. Yeah. You know, you're hopefully you're not all going to be depressed at the same time or else there is a real fucking issue. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, you have that purpose and that goes back into that Andy Frisella example I gave because he's still fulfilled. If he still knows that he has a purpose, if he still knows that he has changed the millions of fucking lives that he has, uh, the third, this one is the one that I thought was interesting that I would not have thought of for myself. Uh, but she talked about transcendence being one of the pillars oh, of God. having meaning in your life. Sounds very and, woo-woo. Um, it does sound very woo-woo. It sounds very religion-y too, which we also got into yes. um, in this thing. But like, 
but no, she had a really good point talking about it. And I'll link someone up to this thing so you can actually listen can to her that, talk yeah, about I'll, it. Or send me the link and I'll, I'll, I'll throw it down there. Yeah, but, um, but she was talking about like basically having these transcendental experiences too. And I thought that was really interesting because we all do have those things that we go to that kind of just, I think the best way to put it in layman's terms is like lose track of time. You know, when you get really grooving on so something. So it means like flow state kind of? Trans, I mean, transcendence means to basically like go into another universe. You right, know, something, right. something beyond um, what you can do. So yeah, it is, it is actually very similar to flow state in that case. It's just like, and, and that's different for different people. And that goes into what we were talking about, about trying to find your thing basically is like, like she, the, the speaker was saying that she has transcendent, experiences when she writes you know she just gets writing and she just goes into this other world and it happens like that um, i kind of get like that when i'm on here doing the podcast which is yes. probably why i keep fucking doing it you know a lot of people get trans i don't know what the fucking adjective if it's transcendental or transcendent or whatever the fuck it is but they have these experiences of transcendence through their religion i mean that's the reason that people fucking do it is because they have these experiences with God and like whatever it is, whatever floats your boat, I guess. But, um, you know, so having some sort of transcendence is one of those ingredients in the pot with fulfillment. And then the last one is storytelling, mm. uh, which is what you say all the fucking time, slightly altered. Uh, you say that fulfillment is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. Um, and storytelling in the sense that she's talking about, it's what you tell yourself about mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. And, uh, she gives this really good story about how uh her dad had a heart attack that probably should have killed him it didn't but it should have and she said when she talked to him about it afterwards he was um he said you know that he th- the only thing he could think of like wow mid heart attack was that like he had to stay alive for his kids Fuck. and that like you know when they were going through the hospitalization all that kind of thing instead of like you hear those things about like counting down from 10 or counting up or whatever the fuck it is. And uh, he said, he just kept saying his kids names over and over and over in his head again. And that was what made him, you know, fight with every little bit of everything he had to stay alive. And, um, you know, now that's the story that he tells himself, you know, we all have stories that we tell ourselves, and what a lot of people might not think about is that we have the ability to kind of, edit those stories and look them over and rehash them and go back through it. So that, that, that goes into the whole, like taking off the lens type of thing, right? It's like, there's a reality, but none of us, none of us can see true reality. We just fucking can't. We see it through some sort of lens. Sometimes you can change those lenses, but yeah, perspective and, um, you know, things of that nature. So the story you tell yourself, you can change it a little bit and, you can pay attention to how you're writing the rest of it because it's still fucking going if you're listening to this right now. Mm-hmm. You know, your story's nowhere near over, so. Yeah. That's my 98 cents on <laughs> fulfillment. I love it. I love it, man. No, that was really interesting. The transcendence one was one that I didn't expect, but at the same time, right. I understand the concept behind it because right. for me, when I think of the things that light me up the most, there's two real kind of big things number one i love i love talking and projecting out like you know my thoughts in a way that inspires people like i'm doing right now it's it, yeah. it i'm not a very spirit like ah, i shouldn't say spiritual because i 
<laughs> I, I do fall into that weird camp where it's like spiritual, but not religious. Like uh, I don't yeah. follow a specific religion, but I very much am aware that, you know, there is probably some, some controlling force out right. there that is beyond us and, you know, beyond what you and I can, can really understand. Um, so I am spiritual in that sense. And I don't think spiritual and religious are, you know, they, they, they go together. I think they're separate. Um, but that's a whole nother conversation. But yes, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that when I do those things like help people and talk like I am with you right now, it does feel like it's coming from something else. Like it does feel like it's, oh, did I lose you? The connection. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Back? oh there it is. All there right. It is. So I guess to go, go right back. I, um, so I was saying it was like, it does feel like it's coming from something else. Right. And I think for, to some people, that's God. To some people, it's universal mm. intelligence. To some people, it's intuition. To some people, it's all these different things. But like, I, I can see, I guess, why that transcendent piece comes in there because I do feel it in myself yeah. for sure. Um, and then the one part that I think is really, really interesting to say, and it's something that I want to talk about on my podcast so much because it was such a foundational lesson for me. But if I do it, it's basically a ripoff of like a Tony Robbins Ted talk. So like, I don't, <laughs> I know that's why I haven't done like a full blown out episode of it. But right. it's called, it, I don't know if you've ever seen his Ted talk on like why we no. do what we do. It's impressive. It's, this is actually the Ted talk that got me so invested in him. And he basically talks about how there's six core human needs, right? There's four human needs that basically um, are kind of like survival needs. Like we need them to survive and we're always doing them. And then there's two uh, spiritual needs, which lead to fulfillment. And so everything that we do in our lives, no matter what it is, is to reach one of these needs. And they're not wants, they're, they're literal like needs, psychological needs. Um, and so the first need is certainty, right? Like we all want the need for certainty. We all want the need to, you know, understand what's coming next, all, you know, all those things. We want to like be certain in the way that we feel, what we can do, like mm -hmm. our environment and everything like that. When we don't get certainty, obviously we start to freak out a little bit, right? We don't have it in our lives. Number two, we also have a need for paradoxically uncertainty, right? Yeah. We have the need for variety, for what's coming up next, something different, right? Because if we live the same day over and over again, we get fucking bored. So we paradoxically have the need for uncertainty as well in our lives. And side note, a quote that I just heard again today, which I think is awesome is like, and I believe it into the sense of fulfillment is the quality of your life is determined or directly proportional to the amount of uncertainty that you can handle. And I think that was awesome. So there's just a side note about uncertainty, but that's the second need. <laughs> Third need, is uh, significance. We all want to feel significant, right? Mm -hmm. We all want to feel important. We all want to feel like we matter in some way. We all want to feel different, right? Significance is also a sense of difference. We all want that in our lives. And then the fourth need is love and connection. We all want to feel love. We want to feel connected with others. But those two are at a paradox as well, right? Because if you're connected to everybody and you're finding that sense of connection like and similarity with people because essentially that's kind of like what connection is in some degree yes. you're not going to feel as significant because there's no difference to you so there's a paradox between yeah. you. so those are the four basic needs now what usually fucks people up in life yeah. is that they go gung-ho even either certainty or significance because everybody has a need in their life that's their number one driver for me and i actually you know had this whole process altered when I went to Tony Robbins seminar. But for me, I figured out that in my life, the one need that I was going after as my first and fourth primary is significance. I was always trying to be significant, always trying to do that and everything like that. But when you do that, you know, you, 
it usually tries to fuck you up because if you go for significance and you really hunger for those things, you're probably going to take some cut corners measures to try and feel significant. You're going to put people down. You're going to, you know, criticize people, right? Because those things make you feel significant in the moment. Um, and that's why Tony, and I'm bringing this back to fulfillment, don't worry, is that in the next, the two needs that I said before that are spiritual, those are the ones if you make your driving needs, you're going to be fulfilled because that's what it leads to. And it goes back to what you said. Those two needs are growth and contribution. If you're growing, you're going to feel fulfilled. It's like I said before, you, when you learn and you mm -hmm. get better and you adapt, you're going to feel really fulfilled in life. And then contribution, when you're doing something for the sake of a higher purpose, something that's beyond you, no matter what it is, if you're growing, you're contributing. You said it really well. Even if you're fucking miserable, or I shouldn't say miserable, but even if you're hurting or in a place of just tiredness and everything like that, if you're growing and contributing, you're going to feel good. That's not to say don't take care of the other four needs because you definitely need those as well. But if you make the other two your driving force, growth and contribution, you're going to have a fucking fulfilling life. And I think that, you know, when I first heard that talk, it was amazing. And like now for me, it's like those are my two driving forces, like growth and contribution. Like, and I ask myself every single day, am I growing and am I contributing? If I did both those things, then I won the day. And, and that's just kind of how I see it. Good deal. Yeah. I don't know how we're doing on time. I don't even know how long you want oh, this thing are, to go. But. We're at 50 <laughs> So we're, we're actually rounding the end of the podcast. For those of you who couldn't realize, like Justin and I, when we fucking talk, we can yeah. keep going. I keep uh, like checking my watch because I know I'm, I'm going to get into one of those transcendent experiences. Yeah, I, I'm there gonna, we go. I'm just going to keep making up a new word every time I say it. <laughs> but I love it. I, yeah. I, I will. I'll just, I'll just turn around. It's uh, talking to you. is like watching TikTok. I turn around. It's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, dude. I feel you. I feel you. Well, Justin, man, thanks for coming on. And uh, I know I relate out all the podcasts that you're sprinkled in and nowadays, but uh, just for one more time, you know, for our listeners who are like, fuck, man, this guy's got some good shit, which if yeah. they're not saying it, I am, but I'm sure they are. Where can they find you listening to your podcasts and, uh, you know, checking out where, where you're up to? A hundred percent, my dude. Um, you can go to, so my brand is kind of just an RP or JRP. Um, I have a website. I haven't been talking about it at all up until this point, but my website's justinrp.com and you can find a lot of my stuff on there. Uh, the website is not built out at the time that I'm saying this right now, but I'm thinking maybe if I say it somewhere, I'll get my ass in gear and actually get it the rest well, of the, the episode drops out. on Wednesday. So, right. well, okay. Well, just so you know, if you see a lot of, <laughs> you know, if you see a lot of words on there with the whole Laura Ipsum deal, then it's just because I'm not done with it yet, but you can find peak perspective everywhere. Um, you can find be the leader with Jeremiah Sullivan everywhere. My name's not listed on that one. So don't get confused, you know, cause I just, co-hosted every week oh that's the most successful of all the podcasts that i do is be the leader do you're a good fucking um, co-host too yeah uh, well i do it for a living so <laughs> but um a living but um and then as far as that goes if you want to know social media uh, everything is at underscore justin rp so mm -hmm. just keep looking for justin rp on things and you'll find me eventually youtube justin rp awesome which i haven't been on youtube in a while but working on it <laughs> yeah but maybe you'll be back but yeah and also for everyone listening too if you want to listen to the full-length episode where i actually interview justin uh you can go in and search that in the prior episodes i believe it's called justin phillips on i don't remember what the episode title is called but uh, it's so, fucking know. it's somewhere in there um 
and it's a really really good oh, one shit you're not on google podcasts either so i can't look it up right uh, i thought i thought i got on there <laughs> all right well I'll, you get that website up i'll get the podcast on google <laughs> podcasts and uh we'll call it a fucking deal all right everyone thank you hang so on, much hang for on, listening hang on, hang on. Oh. hang on we're gonna we're gonna find it you're gonna find it all right just stick with us for one second it. people yeah, we're going to find it. Jacob O'Connor. You did Jacob O'Connor? I did do Jacob O'Connor. Justin Phillips on perspective. How about that? Who would have ah, There we go. Oh, perspective, open-mindedness, and consistency. Damn, that hey, doesn't sound like me. Three words that fucking describe <laughs> you. That's why I did it. <laughs> All righty. Good shit. All right, everyone. If you like this episode format, send me a DM uh, on Instagram at Joe Corsione. And we know that I cut out a couple of times. Yes. We'll fix that if we ever do it again. <laughs> yes, we will. We will. I'll get some, I don't know. I think it was my internet connection, so I'll fix that shit. But if you like this <laughs> format, let me know. We'll have Justin on again a few times. We'll have, I, I got a few uh, past guests who I know would be willing to kind of do these things as well. Um, so let me know. I, I really appreciate the feedback. Dude, let's do like a three-way podcast. Me, you, and Jeremiah. Dude, I would fucking love that. Actually, <laughs> I would because we're gonna set that up. Here's the thing, too. Like, and and I know we're probably recording. You know, for our listeners, and they're, probably, <laughs> they're probably dropped off by now. But <laughs> yeah. Jeremiah was one of my favorite episodes, but his audio quality it was came awful. Out so yeah, I know. Bad. So we'll make That's it happen. Yep. All right. See you, everyone. We'll stop babbling. <laughs> <laughs>